for my dad, how he deals with his drama is he talks about it sometimes. Even if there's no one in the room, he still talks about his problems,、uh, brings up random people's names I don't know of, but he may know of. I'm Leon Guidry, and this is the Brother Be Well podcast, sponsored by Blue Shield of California's Blue Sky Initiative. Today, we're addressing trauma and healing with an emphasis on boys and men of color. It's about to get real with our hosts, experts, and guests. Gather round, y'all. Welcome back for another episode of the BBW Youth Chats. This is the Brother Be Well platform. I'm your host, Justin Martinez. I'm very excited to talk about our topic today on trauma, mental health, and me. Well, let's jump right into it. For me, usually,、uh, it was a big,、uh, multiple shocks here, but here and there, and traumas. But one of them was that a cultural shock being in the United States.、Uh, Some of the jokes don't make sense if I try to translate them. Some of the sayings that really make sense in Arabic and they're really meaningful makes no sense in English, or makes no sense in、uh, to others, and it's just meaningless words. They're all linked together, and I learned、uh, to actually try to learn about、uh, the culture of the United States and trying to learn other people's culture. So when I tried to help others, or、uh, so I, I know the problem was is to the problem was is I can't really get along with、uh, people because they don't really cultural difference here, so it won't really make sense to each other. So I tried to learn their perspective and I tried to learn from their side as much as possible. So when there is a problem, I tried to talk to them and communicate with them. We could get along more easily. Then I don't make sense to them, and they just really get confused. So sometimes I learned a few motivational quotes in English. Sometimes I think in English, I speak in English, and I learned how to solve my own problems. If they're in English, I solve them in English. If they're in Arabic, they I solve them in Arabic. Nice. And、uh, usually, if there's a problem, I usually talk myself through it. And see what's the big picture, what it is.、Uh, I learned for my dad how he deals with his drama is he talks about it sometimes. I mean, sometimes he talks about it、uh, even if there's no one in the room. He still talks about his problems,、uh, brings up random people's names I don't know of, but he may know of. And、uh, I usually listen to him because there are a couple things you can learn from listening to others. And I do learn a lot about him and his life, and I could learn a few things from him. A few, not much, but a few、uh, things that mistakes that he did. I try to avoid, and I try to learn from as much、mm. as possible. So I won't make the same mistakes and cause me the same trauma and more problems. So I try to learn from him as much as possible. Yeah, I definitely share that. With you, Mustafa,、um, you know I used to be the victim and just be, like blame、uh, my father, or my parents for all the pain that I've been through, or for them hurting me, or for them not setting me up、uh, with a bunch of wealth or whatnot.、Um, but the fact that you're open-minded enough to see that that you can learn from 
others mistakes that's that's the whole uh that's the whole key to developing yourself into a man that you can admire you know you're constantly acquiring what you admire from other people's mistakes and from people that that uh, you do like, like you said, motivational quotes, motivational speeches. Uh, we can listen to Patrick Ma and extract some of that motivation from him and own that and then apply it to our life. That's really the journey of developing ourselves. We're constantly learning from the people around us, the world around us, and we're extracting that uh, resiliency from, from our environment. And it really makes me think about all the trauma that I've been through, it happened to me when I was young. It, things that I couldn't control, things that uh, I didn't choose. Like if I, I didn't choose to go to foster care. And if I had a choice to go to foster care or to not go to foster care, I would have never chose to go to foster care. You know, but now that I'm older and I've been able to be a beneficiary of the foster care program within the university system in California, all of that foster care happened for me. It didn't happen to me anymore. I've been able to be a first-generation college graduate, high school graduate, and now I'm applying to grad school, you know, and I would have never thunk that I could have made it that far, you know, because only 4% of current and former foster youth graduate with a four-year degree nationwide. You know, if I would have played that victim card and fell into the victimhood, like, oh, poor me, why me? Why, why you know, why can't I have uh, parents who can uh, pay for me to go to college instead of picking myself up, taking control of my own life and finding a way, finding the resources, finding the support and finding my vulnerability is my superpower that I can just identify with what I am and who I am. And here I am now let's find a way to help me get educated, you know, asking for help, being proud of that, being proud of what you've been through, being thankful for the trauma. You know, it's very hard to say that now because some people could be in that trauma and not want to identify with being proud of it. But like I said before, it all happened to me when I was young. I didn't have a choice. But now that I have a choice and now that I have control of my life, all of that happened for me. Life is happening for me right here, right now. And we're all healing together. Patrick and Mustafa, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you, Justin, for sharing. And thank Mustafa for sharing. I think... Um, you know, I think Justin is right. I think Mustafa, because you're so young still. Um, I'm 30. So, you know, when you get to around my age, um, you're starting to believe that everything do happen for a reason. So I'm going to address you first, Mustafa, and then I'll talk about Justin. Um, as an immigrant myself, I can totally relate to your experience. There have been time where I think of hilarious jokes that I would tell somebody in Vietnamese, but it wouldn't make any sense translating because then you lost that cultural attachment to the language that it is. You know, just say it in Vietnamese alone is funny. It doesn't have to have any meaning. And I'm sure it's the same for Arabic. Um, and the, the second piece of your what you share was that, you know, you have this sense of estrangement is the term. Um, you feel estranged to a new country because 
you're not from here, you weren't born here, your family, you know, even though you are Americans, you were not originally, you know, um, adapted to the situation from the get-go. You start abruptly for whatever reason. Um, and I also, you know, want to acknowledge that as people of colors, particularly of Asian descent, and, and for you, for you, um, Arabic, it has always been tough. And I don't want to get political, of course, but, you know, for as an Arabic man, you have always been in target. That itself is trauma, you know, always been a target in the U.S. by ignorant people who target you because of your skin color, because of your cultural belief, because of the language that you speak. It has nothing to do with you. It does not define um, what your capability is, but people definitely judge you for it. And with the recent pandemic, um, for I think for a short, sound short, but it was longer than that to me, um, one or two months. This has been incident where Asian um, Asian brother and sister of mine, um, you know, from Asia, are being attacked because the pandemic originated supposedly from China, and you know, people, you know, people were attacking Chinese, Vietnamese. It doesn't matter if you look Asian, if you speak an Asian language, they will attack you um, based on your skin color and based on the language you speak, and based on something that has nothing to do with you. I did not start the pandemic. People who got attacked did not start the pandemic. Um, and it was not their fault of the pandemic here in the U.S. and killing so many people. But certainly, there's trauma from that as well. So just in general, and of course, I don't want to leave Justin out, um, but it just in general, as people of color, um, you know, and especially as, as a young child who experienced a lot of trauma, um, you carry that with you. I love Justin's um, sentiment that everything happened for a reason and you have escaped your victim mentality. That is fantastic. Kudos to you. More power to you. I'm so proud of you. Um, a lot of people, though, have not escaped that. You know, that, like you mentioned, Justin, they live in the trauma. And I know I certainly do live in the trauma from time to time, even though I have escaped my cycle, you know, and became the first graduate from my college, from my family. I'm the first in my family to have a master degree and the first actually to become a clinician, a licensed clinician. Um, so a lot of it is, you know, how to, again, it's just acknowledging your trauma, you know, and how to move from it to a better stage, you know, Mustafa, like I mentioned, you're quite young, but you already have great insight. And I think you'll be very successful later on. Um, but it takes a lot of coaching. You don't do it alone. And I'm sure Justin did not either. Um, we have a lot of help along the way. We have kind people who took interest in us, who invested our time where Justin has support from the foster system because I was familiar with the services that provided at the you know, the university level and community college as well. Never doubt, never undermine uh, community college. I, I started there and I got my master and it's great. Um, but there's a lot of services that's available to us as, you know, and I don't want to label ourselves disadvantaged group, but, you know, based on our history, based on what we went through, we are disadvantaged mm -hmm. because, my dad was not a physician. He was an abusive alcoholic. 
my mother this only because I am a gay man. Uh, mm. She has a lot of money. She's very rich, but I do not benefit from that. Um, so, you know, to be a disadvantage, in the disadvantage category, or I don't want to put yourself in a box, to be in a disadvantage situation, um, you have to work a lot harder to be successful. And people often doubted you whether you are capable of it or not. You know, I remember when I first started out at community college, I went to American River College. Very first class, um, I decided to be an RN at the time. I, I want to be a nurse um, because it sounds like a stable career and, you know, it's going to be difficult, but it will be worth it. Um, I remember my first anatomy and physiology professor, basically in the course you learn everything about a human body. Um, the very first time I went to her office, she asked what I was there for. And I told her that, you know, I didn't speak English very well. I would love to get some additional help because I want to be successful in this course. Any decent professor would tell you, what can we do for you? Would ask you, what can I do for you to help you to become successful? Mm. Her answer was, you should change. You should drop my course. You should change your career path. I don't think you can be a nurse. That was her advice. Um, would her advice be different if I was a Caucasian male? Maybe. I would never know because I didn't ask and I didn't, I was too hurt to ask um, because her statement was so, um, how would you put it? Impactful. It's not just quite impactful. It's insulting. That's, a, that's, that's the, the, the word I was trying to think of. It's very insulting. I wasn't asking her for bonus points, brownie points, or extra time on exam. I'm asking her, what can I do to be successful in this course? That is a fair statement for any students. And I'm sure both of you have expressed that at one point or another. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and, you know, like Justin was mentioning earlier, like, it gave me fuel to mm -hmm. become successful in her course, but not everybody going to have that fuel. Some people, when faced with that statement, will retreat and they will drop the course and do what she told them to do. And are they not capable of being nurses, doctors, engineers, whatever they want to be? Right. No, it's just they didn't receive the support they need when they need it. It's all about timing is in, it's what's in my book. Um I was just very lucky that I'm very feisty. I'm very assertive. Um, I became number one in her class. I have 99 to 100% on every single exam, which is nobody in my class has achieved that. Um, and when I walked out of her class at the end of the semester, I told her, you know, I just didn't speak English. I wasn't dumb. And it felt so satisfying and so gratifying to say that statement to her, not in a hateful way, but in a proud immigrant, you know, born outside of the United States way and to put her in her place and to teach her a lesson that immigrants and people who don't speak English and people who are poor are just as capable of being successful if they put their mind to it. Which Mustafa, like, I can already tell, you know, for, I mean, you're in high school, so I assume you're like 17, 18. Um, the insight you have 
is something I wish I had when I was 30. I mean, when I was your age. Um, and then, you know, Justin, just saying, you know, to be in the foster system, I work with a lot of foster kids in my years as a youth advocate for a mental health agency. Most of my kids has an IEP, it's Individual Educational Plan. Um, and I, I, I was in charge of all of their IEP and helped them with their prospects and, and career path and education, but not all of them make it not because they don't have the capability to do so, but because they don't have the resources to do so. And it's not because they didn't get the resources from my agency. We only There's only so much we can do. It's a lot to do with the home environment that you grow up in. Your parent doesn't have to be rich or to be educated, to be supportive. They just have to be supportive. That's the, that's the key point in this whole process. Um, and I know your mom sounds like she's she's trying, but you know there's only so much she can do. And I am truly sorry that you know you don't have more people in your life that um, you can count on and to seek guidance from. Um, and I usually like a little more cautious where I'm like I extend myself in in terms of these speaking events because I have a lot of people who want me to mentor them. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of interest in getting guidance from someone who have been through it all and become a successful clinicians and in their chosen field or do whatever that they want to do. But, you know, if you want to connect afterwards, um, yep. I'm sure Justin can send you my email um, and we can I can certainly do what I can for you and guide you in the right direction to become to be to do what you want to do in life and live your American dream here. Um, that's what people call when, you know, when, when we are immigrants and move to the United States to live the American dream. It looks very different for everybody. Um, and what you define as success might not be my definition or just the definition, but it doesn't mean that it doesn't hold true to you. Whatever you want to do in life, you can succeed for sure. And, you know, if you put your mind into it. I am very, very inspired by everything that you just said. Thank you for that validation and thank you for the support. Thank you, Mustafa. Thank you, Patrick, for being here, for chatting with us, uh, for chatting with the platform. You know, we could talk for hours and I, I genuinely feel that and I would love to do that off the screen sometime. Um, but if you wanna see more of our content, if you wanna see more of our videos, our podcasts, our our youth chat series the bbw youth chat series please visit our website at mentalhealthca.org again this is justin martinez i'm your host we just talked about trauma mental health and me the incredible patrick ma the inspiring mustafa thank you so much for joining us today and until next time, take care, everyone. Thank you for having me. Pleasure to be here. Absolutely. Thanks for listening to the Brother Be Well podcast. There are lots of people that look like us stepping up to take the journey to wellness. Stay connected by joining peer support groups and happenings in the Brother Be Well community this month. Watch for text alerts and hook up with us for the next episode of Brother Be Well. I'm Leon Guidry, and we're out.